0: Coming up on the podcast, the Degenerates give you their three favorite game shows growing up. Cal and UCLA reinvent the term pickup game, Cox on the ropes of having to rebuy, stays alive in the season-long wagering contest as Odell carries a commanding lead, our updated Heisman picks, and this week's slate of games on an all-new Giving the Points podcast now. And welcome back to another edition of Giving the Points podcast. I'm your degenerate co-host Jeff Cox, and we welcome in my other fellow degenerate co-host and one of Clay County's finest, Jason osho Odell. What's going on, dude? Not much, fellow degenerate. Good evening, America. How are you doing this this evening, Jeff? I'm <sighs> ready to give some uh, some winners. I'm my. Own. My back's up against the wall, but uh, we've been there before, so we'll we'll get to that later in the show here. So let's start out with tales from the Oval Felt. Anything of poker speak that you want to talk about?
1: You know what? Another another Friday night at the the poker room, and sometimes Lady Luck just doesn't side with you. Mm. You know, I within the first hour, I had trip aces three times, mm. and I uh, I won forty two dollars. <laughs> You know, you, it's hard to complain about a loss, but when you're sitting there with, with uh, aces, mm-hmm. pocket aces, and you can't pull nothing out, that that kind of hurts. And I sat there for another couple hours, and I got trip. You now, these are all pocket pairs, trip sixes, trip sevens, and trix, trip jacks, and lost all three of those. So I moved to another table, and I ended up hitting a, about a $500 hand. And it's getting towards the end of the night, and uh, I got dealt pocket kings, and there was a drunkard at the table. Mm, the drunkard – yo yeah, me too. The drunkard had already fought uh, – tried to fight two Asians at the table, <laughs> and he was just white trash all the way. And I'm, I'm sitting there, and this, this guy pushes in $25, and I'm like, not having that. So I, I bumped up to, to 50 and he stops and he looks at me and says, "You've got aces." Hmm. Uh, okay, well, whatever. I don't, but whatever. So the flop comes down: blank, blank, queen. Nothing to nothing to put me in in harm's way, except there were there were two uh, diamonds out there. Mm-hmm. I looked at his stack; he had one hundred and fifty, and I just pushed in two hundred. Said, "Here we go." I just wanted to pick up a quick fifty. Mm-hmm. And he he stands up and says. I've got equity over your aces. Hmm. I said, that would be great if I had aces.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said, I've got equity too for aces. And, he, and then he, start, he goes into this uh, rambling. He says, tell me what you want me to do.
0: Oh God. One of those guys.
1: Yeah. He's like, if you want me to fold, I'll fold. If you want me to, to push in, I'll push in. And I said, man, I'm not going to tell you what to do with my money. <laughs> I said, once it rolls over here, yeah. It'll be all right. I said, do what you want to do. He says, I think I got you beat. And I said, I've sat here at this table for three hours. And have you yet to see me push in $250 or $200? He says, no. I said, I would take that as a warning. <laughs> and uh, he sits there and somebody at the table calls the clock on him. And what he didn't know is I knew that guy who called the clock. Um, hmm. i played with him a lot and I actually play basketball with him. Um, hmm. One of the local gyms, and the guy finally says, "You know what? I'm, I'm calling." So he pushes in and turns over a king and a six of diamonds. Hmm. Hmm. Next card comes blank. Next card comes blank, but it's a six. He beats oh. me. Oh my god! I was like, "You gotta Dang be cool. kidding me! You gotta be kidding me!" So I, I knew it was time to to go to the house after that. Take my take my small loss, and we'll play again another week. So that was kind of my luck
0: this week. Well, that's a painful way to lose, but uh, we've all been in that situation. Uh, It's easier said than done for myself, but uh, I do want to give you some empathy on that, uh, that beat there. Now, on the gambling front, I don't have a poker story, but I discovered, and this may be just common practice to some of our degenerates that are listening, but I discovered something called player prop parlays. Are you familiar with these?
1: Uh, I, I know of player props, and I, I do those sometimes in the Super Bowls and big games. Yeah. There's just one or two
0: on, but I've never heard of, par, you know, doing them with parlays. So this may be common practice for many people that are listening again, but I just stumbled across it. You can create your own parlays out of multiple player props. So me being my buck to fuck mentality went in last Sunday and started just kind of tinkering at some things, and I didn't hit any, but I came very close. And the cool thing about it is – you could take like five, four or five different props, bet a buck on them. And if you hit the the group, you're going to win your parlay. And it could be anywhere from like 10 bucks. I have one to up to 40 bucks. So it's kind of cool. You can you know, do it in any kind of combination, but uh, yeah, just kind of tinker with those on the NFL Sunday. Instead of, you know, betting on games, I got kind of bored with that. Um, that's something fun to do. So, I'm gonna to continue to do that on Sundays and uh I, I of, like that. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I like that. Um you know, I I made the switch last week. Mm-hmm. Um you we we were doing an individual thing with some with some folks that was on DraftKings mm-hmm. and I had been a FanDuel guy. And once I played DraftKings and I saw that it and I'd seen this for a while, that it matches up with what the stats are on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're watching Red Zone, they'll say here's what these players are scoring. So I'm not always right. having to look at my phone, or my my tablet, my iPad. So I made the switch this week to uh, to DraftKings and actually won a few dollars. So okay,
0: did you do the football or are we talking golf for the Masters? Well,
1: I well we, we, not the Masters. I, I took a I took a beating in that. Wow. But uh, but I I like doing the the pro football on Sundays. Me yeah. and my, my little one sit down and we pick players and. That's cool. Yeah. You know, it's something for us. I'm teaching him how to be a degenerate at 7. So. Oh, man, you're doing
0: such a good job as a father. I can well, only thank you. Achieve thank you. to be that way uh with my 9-year-old. So, until he uh, shows a love for football, he doesn't have it quite yet. We'll have to put that on the back burner.
1: Well, mine uh he he's interested. He's got all the gear and okay. he uh he's begging. So, there's a 7 on 7 league that starts next week and he doesn't okay. know, but I'm going to put him in that. So, that's full yeah, pads yeah. and
0: everything not just flag. no
1: no it's right now it's it's not even flag it's just really? kind of an intramural here's what we're going to teach your Ooh. seven-year-old you know the passing the the catching and he's you know it's funny uh me and one of my one of my boys schnitz were are talking about our kids and it was probably been a month ago and we were sitting down and watching football and I was on the phone and the next thing I know, my little one's got a trash can out in the the front yard throwing passes at it. And I'm like, nice, this, this, this kids, he's something, he's, he's something.
0: on it. He's got a future hopefully. And I'm trying to get my nine-year-old down the same track. So I know no. you're
1: hmm? good. No, no, you, th- that's, that's what you got to do. I I'm a firm believer. They gotta, they gotta want it themselves. And you know, some, some kids just don't, don't have a desire to play. I know, yeah. I know several of my friends you know, that have children that they don't care about playing sports. And I've been pretty lucky, you know, both of mine have played, played sports and they, they seem to enjoy it. So we were talking about gambling. Did you you see where the barstool president lost 50 K on the Arizona Hail Mary?
0: I saw that.
1: (laughs) And the reaction from the room was hilarious.
0: Oh, I didn't see that though. I might have to YouTube
1: that. That's, yeah, they they showed him sitting there, and everybody just jumps up, screams, and yells when Buffalo scores that touchdown at the end, and they they got the camera rolling, and they pan back over to him as they make that, as Hopkins makes that catch, and it's just the other guys are just fighting back laughter because fifty grand to that guy is nothing, but you know just the, the fact that it's a it's a loser, you know it
0: hurts. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what that guy's name is. Uh, El Presidente is what he calls himself. Damn, I watch his pizza review thing, too. I can't think. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I do, too. It's pretty funny. Um, But enough of other uh, platforms and podcasts. However, we'd be uh, thankful if we were on that uh, platform one of these days, Barstool. but we uh, move on. To the segment we like to call The List, so as a reminder, you can always go to Giving the Points podcast on both Twitter and Instagram to follow our weekly lists. This week, we've decided to dive into the world of game shows, so this was your idea. Uh, we decided to choose not just generally our the best game shows, but our favorite three game shows growing up, and then one that we particularly did not like or even hated, so go ahead and give me your first favorite game show
1: number three on my list was card sharks. Nice. It was a degenerate show. The questions (laughs) were easy and it was just about picking cards. And even as a, even as a youngster back in the eighties, you know, my, my grandfather taught me how to play poker when I was probably eight or nine. So I was, was playing cards and I really liked card sharks. So that was one of my, one of my favorites. If I'm not mistaken, that was the show where they had the oversized cards, right? Yep, the big cards. Yes, and you, you answer questions, and you had to get the to the end of the of the five cards, and mm-hmm. they turn one over, and it was either higher or lower.
0: That's right. Okay, you know? so if you had a two, boom, higher automatically. So, yep, I remember that. That's awesome. That that I remember when I was researching for this, or dare I use that word. Uh, I remember stumbling across that one. I'm like, ah that was pretty cool, but not quite my top three. So let me uh jump to the time frame. And I have time frame for all these because I kinda I kind of put myself in what you know year it was, what grade I was in to relate to how much I really liked it. So this was a little bit before my time of uh liking game shows. I just thought it was just a funny uh thing to watch. It was on M T V back in eighty seven to ninety, remote control. So this was hosted by Ken Ober. Um, I forget what other things he he was involved in, but it starred uh, Colin Quinn and Adam Sandler. They just did crazy characters on it. and It was really a dumb, didn't have a lot of uh, education involved in it. Just kind of pop culture questions are really easy. And uh, I just remember them like they had a snack time. It was like a break in the action and they threw like food at them. So Yep. Um, yeah, just kind of a silly show, but it reminds me of, uh, being young. So remote control is my number three. What do you got for two? You know
1: what? With, with I, I completely forgot about the game shows that were on MTV. Yeah. They also had another game show that it was like a, a hookup game show. Oh yeah. That's to where up. they had. Oh, okay. I'll, then I'll leave it be. So my number no, two, go ahead. <laughs> my, my number two, uh, was Jeopardy. Mm. I, i love jeopardy i've always liked jeopardy it, it's uh i hated to see alex trebek um pass on us but jeopardy at my house is a nightly thing we we sit down with a pad of paper and whoever yells out the answer gets a point point. Mm-hmm. and uh it's uh quite competitive it's caused a lot of fights <laughs> um because you know one an answer can be something else name something else and if they don't say it that's when the fight starts mm-hmm. so Jeopardy is, is by far my my number two
0: and I think deep down the reason that you maybe have come up with this is really due to Alex Trebek passing away the last few days uh, this is kind of an ode to him because he was a big part of our growing up Jeopardy is what on 30 plus years so that's a uh, is a good little uh, topic we stumbled upon in, in perfect timing I'm going to go back to 1983 to 86. Um, I think it was on CBS. And I just remember kind of staying homesick from school sometimes and, and checking it out. Press your luck. There's something about the whammy. And I say that word to this day, just goofing around. No whammies, stop. And yep. I just, I love that show. They had some cool prizes on there. And I recently in the last few years saw there's a documentary. because I'm a big doc. Dockhead. Uh, it's called Big Bucks, the Pressure Luck Scandal. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's yes. very interesting. You did see it? Yeah, I did. So, basically, for the listeners, it was a, a show or a, a story of a real life where this guy kind of dedicated his life to watching the show and reruns, and he watched the rotation of the board and memorized every single, I guess, algorithm of how they'd moved it. So, I really recommend that sh- that documentary. If you haven't seen it, it's called Big Bucks The Pressure Luck Scandal. So, Pressure Luck, give me number two. And what is your favorite of all time?
1: Number one is a show that I watched as a child um, before I understood the premise of the show. And then years later, as I was working from home, I got to watch a lot of TV from home you know you're working from a Mm -hmm. home office i had a job that two or three days a week if i wasn't traveling i was sitting in my home office and would watch tv Mm -hmm. and i fell in love again with this game show and it it really made more sense to me as a as an adult it's the match game Mm. back from the 70s with gene rayburn charles nelson riley (laughs) richard dawson the show is hilarious it plays on the the game show network and mm-hmm. it plays on, uh, one of these other channels, but they run a loop of it. Okay. And I've seen every one of them from like 74 to like 78. That they, they were like four or five seasons and they're hilarious to go back and, and listen to the questions and the premise of the show. If you haven't seen it is they ask us a, a question, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty did what? Mm. And your answer has to match one of the six celebrities and it's the first one to five or whatever it is and then you play the other game but i love that show it's, it's my my by far my favorite game show
0: yeah i remember um not the older one but the the, re, the reboot where they had the uh, celebrities and in fact i remember the one the guy the real flamboyant gay guy um you said charles you nelson riley oh charles nelson riley that's my uh poor man's uh Imitation of that gentleman. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> I've heard worse.
1: <laughs> you know, <But> yeah. <laughs> uh, Weird Al Yankovic has a song about Charles Nelson Riley. Really? What's it called? Yes. It's called CNR.
0: CNR. Okay. I have to look that up on uh, Apple Music. That's And funny. there's a video, and the video pretty, is pretty funny. Oh. Pretty funny. So for my number one, we're going to head to 1986 till 1988. In fact, I thought it was on past that. And uh, they've recently rebooted this as well. It was my dream to be on the show. It was on Nickelodeon. It was a silly show, but it was double there. So mm-hmm. I was roughly, you know, elementary school, and my brother and I would watch it all the time, and just like, oh man, we would do this differently. And then the coolest prizes, the questions were just easy uh, to, to to for whatever reason they had to, I guess, to get into do the contest, or the physical challenge, as they call them, but Double Dare, just a kid's dream. The Sunday Slide—I don't know if you remember that. Should you ever watch that show, or is it? Oh, yes. Before? Oh, okay. Yes. So, give me Double Dare. So, uh, that is our favorite of all time. However, we decided to throw in a not-so-favorite or hated almost game show of all time. So, who did you choose for that? My hated one was was simple. It,
1: old version, new version—don't like any of it. I think it's the stupidest premise there is supermarket sweep. <laughs> that is the dumbest damn show uh. that there is. I mean, you're running, you're answering goofy ass questions to run around a grocery store. I mean, I, I could do that tomorrow if I
0: wanted to. Yeah, so, You could. So that, that was mine. I hate that show. Uh, going back, uh, recalling what you had mentioned about uh, MTV shows. This is the one I think you were kind of hinting at that I, for whatever reason I, I there's a couple of elements i loved about it but for the most part i hated it and it was singled out it was yep. a show from 95 to 97 jenny mccarthy and i want to say Carmen lechter with the host with the mm-hmm. the dirty guy I can't chris something or other comedian um uh, just they they asked like a girl would have a group of 50 guys and ask general questions i think like jeff brown hair and all the guys don't have brown hair would have to go out or leave I don't know. It just seemed yeah. like the most simple way of finding some random guy or girl that you might have nothing in common with. But uh, the one positive side of it is some pretty damn hot girls in the in the group you could watch. So this I, is right over... I no? never,
1: never noticed that. No?
0: Never noticed that, no. Oh, well, you're missing out, man. It was, uh, so I'm going to go single night I probably could have picked some other ones, but that just uh, – other than the female – Uh, viewing. That was about uh, the only thing I got out of that. So as a reminder, we always put our lists on our Twitter and Instagram handle at giving the points podcast. So follow along in upcoming weeks. This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by malicious intent, apparel and sports memorabilia, where their loss is our laughter. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next piece of comedic sports apparel or that signed rookie card you've always dreamed of owning for your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15ONMI. That's 150 5 Let's go. Moving along. To our news and notes segment, um, I this continues to be a avalanche of games canceled. Um, is there any ones that caught your eye that was canceled this week or postponed?
1: You know, there, there's been so many that I've stopped paying attention mm-hmm. to what's being canceled. Yeah. Because they're, we know they're coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm the I think the biggest one is Mississippi, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. Yeah, I was I was looking forward to that game. The Miami Georgia Tech game is canceled. Of course, I don't think anybody's going to
0: going to care. Let me and- let me throw one out there too. That me being the AAC fan, Houston SMU, which would have been a decent game, was canceled or postponed. I guess postponed means they're going to try to play it out the sometime later in the year. Um, also, I don't know if you saw this. Will Muschamp. Fired after four seasons at South Carolina, so he's out in the middle of the season. No, I didn't see that. Yes, when did sir. that happen? A few days ago. Yeah. Wow. Will Muschump, as I like to call him, is out. Um,
1: you know, it's funny you say that because I saw something. Uh, I I get these Twitter feeds and all this stuff about Penn State, mm-hmm. and they were talking about James Franklin going to South Carolina. Hmm. And I, I read about Four sentences of it, and I and I thought to myself, well, he couldn't win at Vandy, and now he's not winning at Penn State, so they got to fire Must Champ first.
0: And I just I clicked off of it. So yeah, well, that might give him the door to get open and get the job if he wants to get out of the Big Ten. So uh one thing that caught my eye, and I don't know if you noticed this, but th- there uh, was a game that came together at the last moment in the Pac-10. And it was UCLA and Cal. They ended up playing what I'm referring to as a pickup game on Sunday morning, not just Saturday afternoon or evening. So Arizona State had canceled on Cal, and I believe the night or one or two days before, and U- Utah canceled on UCLA. So they were sitting there Saturday night with, what are we going to do? You know, Cal and UCLA. So they decided to put together a last minute game and I believe Cal beat them. As UCLA is not doing too well this season, and yeah, Cal. Oh no, excuse me, UCLA. Jesus, thirty-four ten. They beat Cal, so I'm rolling that. But yeah, it was kind of a pickup game, uh, so that was kind of caught my eye this past week. Did you? Uh, did you notice that?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I, that is a <laughs> that crazy. is amazing. Yeah, it's, that's
0: crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm surprised we haven't seen more of that. I think we've had some. Teams that have had cancellations by COVID from their originally scheduled games pick up like a bi-week team. Um, I think BYU used it a couple of times this year. So interesting things that we may not ever see again. But um, let's move along to our top of the mountain, hmm. bottom of the ditch segment where we like to highlight some players that did well stat-wise this past year or excuse me, past week and players that didn't do so well as the opposite. So give me who you got top of the mountain this week.
1: You know, UCL I'm sorry, USC's late game heroics. Mm. They play like ass in the first half, and then somehow in the last minute, they decide to wake up and, and score a touchdown to to win. Mm. So that they've done that twice so far this year. And if they can just if they can put it together from the beginning, mm-hmm. they're gonna have
0: a they're gonna have a, a decent year, what's left of it. So that was that was my first one. Okay. So I had a slew of them. I'm going to narrow it down to two. I'm trying to think of ones you might not bring up. So let me go to the Old Miss wide receiver, the do-it-all wide receiver, Elijah Moore. This guy had 13 receptions for 225 and two touchdowns, and he also runs the ball. He had six carries for 45. So he is a uh, – in that high-potent offense for uh, – what's his name? I can't think of the turd He's an old miss coach. Uh Kiffin. Lane not Kiffin. Elaine Kiffin. He's got I mean they might not be the best team record wise, but he's got that offense cooking. So uh definitely Elijah Moore was a fun player to watch. Who you got for your second choice? You know, the
1: second one's kinda kinda out of the wheelhouse for me, but but it I was look looking at some stats this weekend and watching some games. BC's quarterback, mm-hmm. that Jerkovic, Yeah, this cat has thrown for twenty three hundred yards. Wow. Now, now we're talking BC. Right. Boston College. Mm. And he's he's 17 and five. Seventeen touchdowns to five interceptions. This is just unheard of for a BC team. You know, you, you you think about BC and you think about running between the tackles. Mm-hmm. You know, once in a while they'll get a scat back that likes to bounce to the outside, but they're they're really a straight-up-the-field kind of running team. And to see him throw the whip the ball over the field has is, is kind of been interesting.
0: Yeah. I think with – I want to say Ohio State's offensive coordinator is now the coach at BC. I think he brought a different philosophy. So, that's yep. why they're uh, kind of tossing it around more than traditional, slamming into the uh, – like you said, between the tackles. Um, I've got another couple of – I mean, I'm going to go with another – an obvious one here. And he's got a – and I've got a couple of statements about him with the Heisman talk is Kyle Trask. And I'm not a Gator fan by any means, but I got to give him props. And I think this was – most of the damage was done in the first half against whoever the hell they played. But he had – Arkansas. Your poor Razorbacks. 356 through the air and six touchdowns passing. I think that was all six in the first half. So, Kyle Trask is just a fantasy legend this year. And uh, I think – I want to say he's – kind of rival in what Joe Burrow did last year. So uh, they were playing all SEC teams. I mean, they're not playing any kind of podunk, Cupcake state teams. So uh, Kyle Trask nope. definitely was my second top of the top of the mountain. How about towards the bottom of the ditch? Who'd you uh highlight players or teams there? You know,
1: Baylor's quarterback Charlie Brewer. Hmm. He was a a top top of our draft and I uh, I think I took him in the top 10. Mm-hmm of our draft this year he was, he was projected to do great things in six games he's through for 1200 yards wow 11 touchdowns six picks he's just dismal at best <laughs> and i i don't know what's going on at baylor yeah um i mean they they've never had a, a good defense of course that's the whole whole conference mm-hmm. but he's just horrible. every time i've looked up he's fumbling the ball i mean he's he should be playing for penn state <laughs>
0: It fit in just well, unfortunately, for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and take my two uh, back-to-back here because it has something to do with the same state. The entire state of Michigan should be embarrassed (laughs) as far as running the ball. Michigan State backfield combined for 60 yards rushing and Michigan's backfield combined for a dismal 47 yards rushing. 107 total yards by the running backs in the state of Michigan. So, those are my bottom, bottom-of-the-ditch plays for this week. And what is your second play?
1: No, I had Michigan. Okay. The only thing that has saved my football season is watching Michigan lose. <laughs> that, is, that has been the savior. I can't stand Michigan, can't stand hardball. And it would really be the cherry on top if we could get Ohio State to, to lose and miss the
0: playoff. That would, that would make it a wonderful season. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them not to win mm-hmm. the Big Ten. So – Yep let's go ahead and bounce over to our fantasy league. Uh, We're nearing the end. We got uh, no playoffs this season because of the COVID situation. We're going to go ahead and play it out. Best league record wins top three payout Um, yours truly. And our co-host, both of us are doing well, Uh, knock on wood. So you prevailed this week, 169 to 86. It kind of helped you when you had one of your guys, I guess this guy has given up in our league. Normally he's, pretty consistent being uh involved in the league but he didn't care to start one position no two three a defense kicker and another offensive player and one of it's just a clusterfuck so i'm not saying you got lucky you just kind of stumbled into a victory but 169 average week is going to win you a game so um anybody else in your team that you kind of caught your eye offensively
1: you know we talked about uh We talked about Ritter Mm -hmm. last week, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati. He put on a showcase last week, 327 yards, three passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Mm -hmm. We talked about C.J. Verdell. He got his touches. He he had 118 yards on the ground and a touchdown. And I just got a team full of players. I I, I had 127 points on the bench. Oh, I see that. Wow. I'm I'm stacked. Now, next week, my – or this week, my win streak is going to come to a screeching halt. Whoever picks up a Buffalo goddamn running back mm-hmm. and plays them and starts them needs to be pimp slapped because <laughs> uh, that guy had 54 points in one game. I see that.
0: Yeah, Jarrett Patterson for you know, Buffalo.
1: Jarrett Patterson, 300, <laughs> 301 yards rushing and four touchdowns. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> just, he, he better hope that – Tyler Goodson from Iowa can do something this week Uh, um, because I'm, I'm bringing out the big guns.
0: (laughs) Well, and I've mentioned Desmond Ritter a few times in our uh, top of the mountain segment. He's just been on fire. If it wasn't for him, I mean, he's playing on an undefeated team, maybe even a top four playoff contending team. Uh, You you might hear his name and the mention of Heisman, but he's got a lot more quarterbacks in front of him. Unfortunately, he's had a spectacular year and that's a good pickup you have. Um, myself, I got very lucky. I think I even sent a text to you late Saturday. I was kind of worried. This guy in our league, first year, he's 0-10 now. He didn't care to start, I want to say, one position, and he, I barely won 133-122, so that's all I'm going to say about that. We prevailed this week. Uh, we both were at the top of the league. I want to say top four. You're in second at 8-2, and two, and I'm at 7-3, and three, so Three more games to go, I believe, for the most, and we will see how we end up. But you're playing the top team in the league, nine and one. So, King of Battle is uh, on deck for you, and that's not a good start for uh, for Buffalo's running back, to say the least.
1: No, it's not. But If I can get through, if I can just
0: get through this week,
1: I've got two wins coming up, so I'll place in the money, and we'll be good.
0: All right, so let's move on to our Heisman picks. As a reminder, each week we'd like to recap our last three Heisman contenders from the previous show and an updated top three after this last week's action. So give us a recap who you had last week and who do you have this week after last week's action. Last
1: week was Fields, Lawrence, and Trask. Okay. I have reversed course. Oh. Lawrence comes back this week. He is going to – Put up some big numbers versus Florida State. He's gonna he's gonna cement himself. You you mentioned Trask. I got him in the number two spot. Okay. If Florida runs the table, he's gonna be your he's gonna be your Heisman. I just don't think Florida can run the table. I think they mm-hmm. get they get they get tripped up by Alabama. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see Florida having the firepower to compete with Alabama. in uh, Quite frankly, nobody does this year either. I think Clemson takes a beating from from Alabama, mm-hmm. so I think Trask is is down to to one game. Can he beat Alabama? Can he not? And if Pitts, you know, we're gonna have to see what he's doing because that's a big part of their offense. Not not the biggest part, but it, it creates something the teams have to have to defend around. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, I got Fields. Fields has got a cakewalk to the Big Ten title. So I think after this week, they play Iowa – I'm sorry, they play Indiana this week, and I think he's got – they've got Illinois, and they've got Michigan State, and they've got Michigan. Mm-hmm. So we've already we've already highlighted the woes of those teams. So if they get past Indiana this week, he's got a shoe-in to put up some big numbers. Mm-hmm. I just don't think Fields is going to have the, the national media backing yeah. that the other two players will have. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with uh, your look on uh, Trask. And uh, last week I had Fields, Lawrence, and Zach Wilson from BYU, but he I just don't think he's going to make the cut this week. I'm going to go number one, Trask. I think you said exactly what I had in mind. Uh, he might have the best chances to win if UF or Florida stays relevant and they can beat Alabama in the title game, which I could realistically see doing. I know Alabama's loaded, but the, I can see Florida contending with them. And unfortunately it's not, you know, I'm going to go uh, my next Fields and then Lawrence uh, two and three. And it's not, I don't think Fields is going to have enough on his resume. He's only going to have what, an eight game season for big 10. I don't think he's going to have enough numbers to be put up when you compare all across the board, every quarterback, Lawrence, it's not his fault. He was just out for COVID two times. It's not what he really has done on the field. It's just, you know, two less games is kind of uh and your body of work is going to be uh, that much less and, not have a chance. So I, I really like, and I think I might even put a little wager on Fields. I think he's like plus 230. And, uh, and I, Mac Jones has kind of slipped out of the top three for both of us, which he was, uh, he was there in the beginning of the season. He hasn't done anything wrong. He's on an undefeated team. So that's kind of yeah. strange. He hadn't done anything yeah. wrong, but you, you're just not hearing the, the media tout him up,
1: you know, and you, yeah. you talk about the UF Alabama game. It's not Florida's offense that, that worries me. It's their defense. Yeah, everybody's putting up points on Florida. I mean, Arkansas scored 35 Mm -hmm. on Florida. And imagine what Alabama will do when they score a touchdown Uh every time they touch the
0: ball. Take the over in that game for sure. I don't see any defense being played uh, in Atlanta that game. Um, Speaking of Heisman odds, I was looking at the updated odds this past week, and I threw down a couple bucks on Najee Harris. I mean, he's on a championship-contending team. He's put up gaudy numbers uh, running back for Bama. He was 80 to one. So I threw a couple of bucks just to see if there's a chance. So you never know. You never know. Let's move on to our slate of games this week. Uh, As a reminder, we'd like to highlight three or four games and give it a rating one through 10 with decimal points. So who did you have in mind for your three games?
1: You know, all three of these games, well, two of these games we've already talked about Um, 12 o'clock. I'm interested to see what OSU does with Indiana. That quarterback Mm -hmm. from Indiana, Phoenix, he's just—he's caught lightning in a bottle this year. He's playing really good. It wasn't the same guy we saw last year. Mm -hmm. He's finding his progressions, but it's still Indiana, Ohio State. No matter how you slice the cards, how you look at it, Ohio State is stacked. We know that. But I'm interested to see what Indiana looks like. Yeah. You know, if if Ohio State wins this game, like I said, they're going to, they're going to waltz into the, the, the championship game, and they're going to be in the playoffs because they're going to be undefeated. My 3.30 game is is uh, when we, we kind of hinted on earlier. You've got two good quarterbacks going up against each other at 3.30, and that's uh, Cincinnati and UCF. You've got uh, Ritter and you've got Gabriel, and that's going to be a shootout. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then 8 o'clock, this one's – probably not going to be a national game that people talk about but it's always a game that i like to watch and it's it's bedlam oklahoma state ou uh i've just been a tradition for me i i really like the interstate rivalry games and you know the even the like the arkansas lsu which they they hype up and florida florida state and georgia florida i like those rivalry games so my eight o'clock will be oklahoma state oklahoma
0: and how about a rating on this week's slate of games, including the cancellations to be considered?
1: You know, it's it's around a six point nine. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it, again, it's still college football, but there's mm-hmm. not one game that's like a top ten, you know, shootout, a, a top ten game that's really going to to do anything. But again, it's college football.
0: Yeah, we're all happy to have it, and whatever form fashion we have is better than. Sitting there watching paint get paint dry on a Saturday afternoon, so I will uh, stay in the early game. I I definitely agree with you on Indiana Ohio State. We're both going to be cheering for Indiana. We're going to be Hoosiers through and through at twelve o'clock on Saturday. Um, I'm hoping they can pull off a miracle. I don't. They wouldn't say a miracle. They're playing pretty consistent. The only thing hurting them is, is at Ohio State. Even that being said, there's no fans, so I don't know. yeah, it might might be a. Uh, A game in the middle where there's no fans uh, to give them a positive uh, uh, area of uh, a lead, a lead, so to speak. So I'm going to go with Appalachian State and Coastal Carolina. I've been loving the Coastal Carolina team all through the year. They've been getting better and better. They have put up a lot of points, a lot of flashiness from their quarterback. Uh, So that's the game that I'm looking forward to in the early slate. Uh, midday, like you said, Cincinnati and UCF, and also Wisconsin and Northwestern. They are uh, top of the Big Ten. I want to say on the oh, I forget what side it is. Uh, so that's if yeah, they, they can, West. Uh, yeah, West. So they can. That probably is a uh, uh, what do you try, I'm trying to say? Uh, looking for the future of the Big Ten championship game. One of those two are going to be on that side. And finally, the night game. I've been high on this team all year, and we're going to stay with them. And this is a forecast for the wagering segment. is Liberty at NC State. Liberty, go here ahead. it comes again, here folks. Go, America, gangies. listen,
1: you're going to right. hear a slew. I can just feel <laughs> a slew of goddamn Liberty coming in the next segment.
0: Hey, it, it, Liberty, they <laughs> took off Virginia Tech last week or the week before. They've been a giant killer. So give, I, I like watching Liberty. They're fun. That Malik Willis, the transfer from Auburn, has been just potent at quarterback for them. So I'm looking forward to that. And like you said, 6.9, I'm right close to at 7.1. So I'm, I'm very happy and glad anytime there's at least one or two games. So not the worst, but not the best. So let's change gears to our cover two segment where we like to highlight two particular players on the fantasy college front that might have a nice position this week. So who did you have?
1: Well, I'm going to go with Jarrett Patterson from Buffalo. I mean, he's going to have a big week, but but seriously, I I I think that we can we can all lay some some money down on Amari Rogers from Clemson. He's he's going to be one of mine this week. He's gonna he's gonna start for me. Clemson's going to come out and they're going to throw the ball around. Uh, Dabo is going to be very cognizant that. ETN is not going to be able to win the Heisman. Trevor Lawrence can, and they're going to throw the ball around and get his name back out there. And Amari Rogers is his number one target. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's going to be one. Another is I'm going to go back to one of yours, uh, BYU, the running back out of BYU, Tyler Algier. Mm -hmm. This cat's playing North Alabama. Mm. And uh, he's going to roll up some points. He he might very well get thirty points this week. It seems like every week he scores a touchdown. So I'm I'm gonna definitely be high on him this week, and that's somebody you can you can pencil in in your leagues.
0: Yep. So that's my first one. Is anyone on BYU um, because they're playing the FCS team in uh, what would we say it was North Alabama, whatever directional Alabama, state in yeah. Alabama. They're not gonna have any of Alabama's recruits. These are the the throwaways uh, that barely get out of juco um yeah especially the tight end for byu isaac rex he has had a very good year so far he's good for four to five catches which is not a lot in college but you need a good tight end uh he's last two three games two one and two touchdowns so pretty solid uh target for zach wilson so anyone on byu i'm gonna agree with you on that and virginia tech quarterback herndon hendon hooker uh versus pitt because starting running back khalil herbert is listed as questionable and probably mm-hmm. not going to play um he should have a ton of rushing yards against a poor defense in pittsburgh so give me hendon hooker and if you got him start him as my second cover too Yep, Herbert
1: for West for uh, Tech is going to be out. He's on my fantasy he? team. Oh, is he? yeah, yeah. So yeah. he 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 got me a big four point five points last week.
0: Yikes. but he uh, but he's gonna he's gonna be out. Moving along to our who you got segment. As a reminder, each of us has been allotted a thousand dollar fake bankroll before the season started. The one with us with the higher remaining bankroll at the end of the season takes the other one's $20 bill uh, unless I have to rebuy and I will have to owe him another 20 but we'll talk about that later. As a reminder what we wager on, it will be two single game picks with the spread one underdog money line pick, one parlay and or teaser and one NFL pick with the spread. So let's have you recap last week what was your balance, how'd you do and what's your balance now? Well, my
1: balance was 890 after a three and five week America. we are now at 972 I'm sorry 979 so we we won about 88 bucks or so but here's the thing the only difference between me having a three and five week and me having a five and five week is that my degenerate co-host rode with me on two of them. So he he rode with me on SMU, the money line, which I lost. And wouldn't you know, he he took that one. Oh. I said, you know what, America, Tennessee's gonna going to roll up and cover the two in the NFL side. Well, Jeff decided he liked that one too, and he lost that one. So when you hear Jeff's totals and hear my totals, you know why those lost. Uh, the piggyback got me. Um, but here's where we were successful. We said West Virginia was going to come out and play some defense. They did. They covered the three. We said that UF was going to cover the big spread versus Arkansas. Guess what? They did. We also said that we we're going to put a parlay down, a teaser on UF, Notre Dame, and Indiana, all covered, netting me ninety-three dollars. Hmm. So we, uh, like I said, we won about eighty dollars or so, and uh, we've got some some winners coming up this week.
0: Okay. Um, just to recap, mine real quick. I started the week at five eighty-nine. Um, as he stated, I put a lot of money on s m u s money line I thought they had it they had a lead and they lost it at the last second to i want to say Tulsa, who's done this about three or four times this year already, so I threw two hundred down, lost that so uh I was putting all my eggs in one basket last week with s m u uh we did hit the under with Hawaii and San Diego state that defense prevailed for me for. San Diego State, and of course they didn't stop scoring for Wake in North Carolina. Over 66 was easy, so... Didn't uh, they have that in the first half? I think so. I mean, that, they have no defense in those two teams, but uh, I certainly welcome that. That was... I want to say they both score I want to say they scored over 100, which is ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I lost my parlay, lost my NFL Tennessee pick, so uh, I'm down to 286, and uh, I'm on life support here, so tell me who you got this week
1: this is simple america i'm going to make you some money some easy easy money but we're only going to call one lock and we'll get to that at the end so i'm going to put down 44 on penn state getting 3 penn state will not go undefeated or defeated this season they're going to have to win a game and if it's not this week it's going to have to be against michigan they're playing mm-hmm. iowa they're going to they're going to cover the 3. Penn State is going to score over 23 and a half points. They're going to change quarterbacks. I have a good good feeling. A little birdie has told me they're going to their second string quarterback who who scored 17 and a half points last week after a six-point first uh, first half. So they're going to get over 23 and a half, if they get somebody that can throw the ball, they're going to score some points. They they have a decent running back. They have wide receivers. They have a Heisman candidate tight end that we've already highlighted multiple times. Of course. Mr. Fryer moved. So that is going to be an easy 48 bucks. So we're going to take Rutgers' money line. Rutgers has been playing solid. We think they, they jump up and bite somebody. Our teaser this week. We're going to put down... 55 on Maryland to win, Arkansas to cover the five, and Wisconsin to cover the one and a half that they're up against. Easy money. But here's the lock Kansas City minus six and a half. Kansas City's playing Las Vegas. Las Vegas, the Raiders, not only do they have seven to 10 players out for COVID and they've already said that Gruden come out today and said they're going to play. The last time Kansas City played Las Vegas was in Kansas City. The Raiders won that game last year, and the Raiders did a victory lap in their buses around Arrowhead Stadium. (laughs) Kansas City is going to come out pissed off, and they will cover that six and a half.
0: Well said. I like that pick a lot.
1: I will turn it over to you for our – weekly liberty update so here
0: we go if i had the liberty theme song it would come in here so <laughs> as we stated earlier we got two eighty six thirty six left we're pushing it all in all of our chips in the middle here's how we're going to do it we're going to go ahead and focus on the the jugular here we're going for the jugular give me liberty's money line plus 145 at nc state in raleigh i'm throwing out 200 to win 290 so America, I'm not giving you locks. I'm just going to give you what I bet. I'm betting with my heart. Go, go, Flames. Let's go the Fighting Jerry Falwell Juniors. Go ahead and give me Indiana plus 21. I don't think Ohio State's going to cover that. I don't think they're going to beat them by that much. I'm only betting 20 to win 16. I like Liberty plus 3.5, 20 to win 18. And what the heck. Let's go parlay them up. Liberty money line and UCF money line. I'm throwing 25 down to win 146.50, and we'll bet the rest of our change on our NFL. I like Seattle. They've been good for the most part all year at home, minus three. I know they're playing a tough team. I want to say it's Arizona. Um, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be one of the better games of the weekend. I'll throw the rest of my $21.36 to win, hopefully, 17. So that is our picks for this week. And as a reminder, you can always follow us on the Twitter and Instagram at giving the points podcast for all of our weeks, picks and updated balances. So as we move along, anything in the world of pop culture, you want to highlight this week,
1: not pop culture, but, but a little sports, little sports. I, I don't know if you caught the end of the Arizona game where they, uh, well, they threw the Hail Mary.
0: Yes, I did. It was fantastic. Right, so, yeah.
1: Did you know that line was three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Arizona scored the touchdown to put them up by two. Mm. And they kneeled the
0: two-point conversion. Now, that I didn't – I missed that. Something's Nobody fishy. caught it.
1: I. They, they were up by two, and they come out and said after the game that, you know, we did not want the, the extra point block. It would have been a live ball. They could have tied it up. We're up. There's no time left. We're going to need it. So, instead of kicking the extra point and, and getting the push for everybody, they took a knee wow. and cost everybody a lot of money because the money was really riding on
0: Arizona for that game. Wow. So they won Vegas a lot of money. I didn't realize that uh, that uh, part of it. I, I just saw that they had the Hail Mary, and it was all focused on that, and Kyler Murray's God, and blah, 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 blah. So Oh, wow, that's a big gambling snap. Something's up. I'd like to read into more of that and see what their thought of. Do- I guess they just want a chance uh, a turnover on the extra point or two point conversion. So, yeah, very strange, so, strange play. So
1: I don't know if you if you caught and this is this is going to be my fucktard piece. Okay, I don't know if you caught, and I do not watch boxing. I haven't watched boxing since no the nineties probably mm-hmm. where I can remember there was a time that you didn't miss a heavyweight fight or you didn't sure. miss a big fight. And I don't think I've honestly, I don't think I've watched one since wilder and fury. I think mm-hmm. those are good fights, but on if you were paying attention on ESPN after the Florida game, they they were hyping this big fight between these two welterweights, these, you know, whatever they were, two little fellas. And they were hyping these fights up and hyping it up. And it had it, been on all day. So I turned it over, and I realized why I and America have stopped, watch stopped watching boxing. Mm-hmm. There was a fight between this guy named Franco and Maloney. And Maloney, they had they'd fought before. Maloney had, had lost. He had spent, I think they said eight to eight, six to eight months over in America, quarantined from his family in Australia. He goes into the fight. He hits this guy in his eyepiece. And you can see his eye swell up like a softball immediately. Mm. So they, they go to end of the end of the first round, second round they come out, and this guy's eye, he couldn't see out of it at all. Mm. I mean, it was just, he was just done. Eyepiece shut. Eye so piece. The, the, they call the fight, and the announcer the referee walks over and says that this fight's a draw due to an incidental headbutt. Mm. So I didn't know this but boxing now has instant replay. Hmm. And I thought, I interesting. That. I'm going to stick around and see what this, how this works. Cause I'm a degenerate. And it took them 34 minutes to watch a three minute round of boxing and determine that from the, from the TV announcer standpoint, that there was no incidental headbutt anywhere that they, they did hit heads, but it was on the other side of the guy's face. And, they they come back in instant replay, and they still called it a, a no contest due to incidental headbutt. Wow. And it was just – they just robbed this poor guy, and he stood in the ring and yelled and screamed, and, you know, they, they got into it afterwards. But boxing is a bunch of fuck-ups. I mean, they they had something good for, for 50 years, and I do enjoy watching it more than, than UFC. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody loves it. Uh, you know, I I don't. I just I, I, I can't either. get into it. I I liked it when it first came out, back when they were really fighting and there were no weight classes, and you get in there and it was fight to the death.
0: Right. I enjoyed
1: that, but now it's it's a sport, and back then yeah. it
0: was it was not. So that was my fucktard of the week. So no more fucktards You want to discuss like the uh, social media one we talked about? You want to hang on to no, that for another week?
1: Uh, no, I I have made a I've made a habit of. And I, it was funny. I was having this conversation with my wife about uh, my my new hobby, which is trying to punk Jamel Hill on on Twitter. Mm. I just find something she says, and I shoot a, a comment back to her. And I can't get a rise out of her yet. But you know, that'll be the day when she, she comments back and says, "You know, you're an asshole" or whatever.
0: <laughs> no reaction yet but of anything. None.
1: I can't get a reaction. I get I get some reactions from her fans, but but nothing from her. So that's we're going to continue to jab her. Like sugar, Ray Leonard, (laughs) until she does. (laughs) But keep uh, jabbing away on socials. Yeah, we're gonna jab away. That that's really she's one of the people, one of the few people in life that I just don't like. Yeah, but we did have a we did have a football related issue that came up this week that caused Mm -hmm. some 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 strife in the house. Mm, And if you've watched any football over the last two weeks, you have seen the Chevy commercial. And it's the Chevy commercial where the guy goes outside with his wife on Christmas day. And he's got two, he's standing in front of this million dollar house and he's got two Chevy trucks. He's got a truck and he's got a red blazer, whatever it is, suburban something. Mm -hmm. And the wife runs over and says, I love the blue truck. And I watched this commercial about 13 times. Have you seen the commercial? I can't yeah. recall what one you're talking about. I probably have seen I just can't. It was on last year, and it perturbed me. But this, this I guess Saturday, it just struck a nerve with me. And mm-hmm. my wife was sitting there with me, and I was like, God, I can't stand that bitch. <laughs> and, and, and she was like, well, why? I said, because she knows that he bought that truck for himself. Mm-hmm. And she won't take the red truck. So I thought to hmm. my, and I told her, I said, well, if that was me, I would go get in my blue truck and I would drive away and I would I would see you about New Year's. <laughs> so that caused a little bit of problems in, in the old Odell house. But you know what? So be
0: it. We might have to so, share that one with our uh, on our Twitter and Instagram handle so everybody can enjoy what you are uh, what's causing strife in the Odell household. So oh, if we'll you
1: say you'll, you'll hate her, you'll absolutely yeah. hate her.
0: Okay, speaking of that, there's one more thing I have to mention. I don't know if you've seen do you, uh, There's an AT&T commercial, and God forbid I, I speak bad about the company that uh, pays me every two weeks. There's an AT&T commercial, and they're talking about HBO Max. Have you happened to see this one with the little girl yes, with I, red hair? I,
1: I oh. don't know about the girl with the red hair, but I know the, the AT&T Gee. lady where they every time they
0: she says her. HBO Max, it, it goes. Yes, vroom. that's it. I think she has red hair. Maybe, I, maybe I'm mistaken, but she, it's just, I don't know. It's just so annoying. To see her every time, every commercial just seems like – she's kind of like Flo, the progressive bitch to me. She's like the, the, the AT&T chick to me. I, I don't know. I just She just rubs me the wrong way. So I, I mentioned that to my wife as well and and watching uh, TV throughout the week. Well,
1: I challenge you okay. to look her up on Google.
0: Hmm. All right. I'll challenge you to look her up right now. Okay, let's take a look. Do we know who her what her name is?
1: Just type in AT and T
0: bitch, AT and T bitch. She'll oh, here up. we go. I said AT and T girl. Okay, oh, huh, interesting. Do you have any no. comments on this? What I'm seeing? Click on her images. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, okay. Take a gander, my friend. Not bad. So as we uh, review those pictures, uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and end this quickly so I can review those. But uh, <laughs> that being said, well, th- any closing words? those. Listen, please, please think about the
1: AT and T girl and not the tranny from three episodes ago. Let's do that. Let's let's
0: keep it clean.
1: Keep wow. It clean.
0: On that I note, not, <laughs> that's okay. I have not forgotten, my friend. Oh. Yeah, I think my my clo- my words were uh, I was all in with the training, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna end it on that for my co-host, the one and only Jason Osho Odell, I am Jeff Cox, wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors this weekend, as always.